Hi, and welcome to Parlay, the podcast where we talk about the things we forget to talk about. I'm your host, Vernae Smith, and oh, what a year it's been. 2020. I don't think any of us saw that coming, right? I mean, so much has happened. So much has changed from COVID and quarantine to racial and social justice to the presidential election. This has been a challenging year, and that's probably putting it mildly. We've learned a lot, and as much as we've learned, we've had to unlearn some things too. A few friends of mine volunteered to share their 2020 lessons and unlessons. Lots of good stuff here to mull over, meditate on, sit with, and take into the new year. So, it's that time. Let's talk about it. Let's parlay. Our first guest I met in college, which feels like yesterday and yet a million years ago at the same time. First, Broadway virtuoso and veteran James T. Lane, followed by costume design professor Elizabeth Wilser. Hey, Vernay. So I've been thinking a lot about what I've learned in 2020. Hmm. It's 1.30 in the morning right now. And I was in Chicago, the city, when the lockdown occurred. I was doing Kiss Me Kate at the Marriott Lincolnshire. And I had to... Well, I had a rental car, and instead of taking the plane, they let me drive the rental car all the way home. It's a 13-hour trip, but I turned it into like about 17 or 18 hours, just taking my time on the way home to come back to New York City. I live in Queens, Sunnyside Gardens, Woodside, and uh, no gyms were open no ways to exercise. Now I'm a performing artist. And so I just made a decision to start waking up early. It started as like five o'clock in the morning. I'm an early riser anyway for a performing artist. But it has now progressed to waking up at about 2.30 or 3 in the morning. And my rule is that I just don't turn over. Like, if I feel that I'm awake, I just get out of the bed and I meditate for 30 minutes and start my day. And that's the deal. I, uh, I guess I've learned to listen to the inner voice inside of me more and more and to just go with it. The worst thing that can happen is that I take a nap later on in the day, which I probably will do today. But I've learned more and more to listen to the inner voice inside of me and listen to it. It's telling me to wake up, so I wake up and greet the day. My original intention was to talk about the theater And how, as somebody who has spent the past 25 years working professionally in theater, that 2020 has seen the complete devastation of the theater industry. 
and how many people are without work and are struggling to um, figure out how their skills can go into other ways of providing. And we did that. We spent years upholding the foundations and systems of white supremacy. We've spent years accepting wages that didn't move, that were stagnant, and therefore gave the impression and also the very real reality that poverty wages were normal and expected, that our labor was often free, that our health was not a concern, that our safety was not a concern. We created a theater industry that could be leveled and then could have an entire nation besides a few say nothing and not really see um, the importance of rebuilding it or bringing it back. And we did that. We participated in that, every single one of us, from those who made the most to those who made the least from those who had the most success to those who were just starting out. We all were dancing, performing, walking, designing on the same platform. And we deserve to have that pulled out from under us. But I'm also mad. I'm mad that there was so much energy mid-year. And it felt like so many allies and conspirators and co-conspirators... And people were coming finally into the national conversation around the very real harm and years and years and years of death, unnecessary oppression, redlining, everything we knew was happening. We just let a few people fight that battle. It felt like everybody was going to finally join in, or at least a vast majority was going to finally join in. And they did for a while, but then they got tired. And just as many people told us what happened, they retreated back into their comfort zone of claiming that they were too tired, that they were emotionally and mentally exhausted. And so now when you go to social media... The news that's being given to you or by the few people that have remained your friends that belong to the black, indigenous, and people of color communities. And the vast majority of the white people have gone back into being safe and quiet. And so they just get to put their little frowny face emojis on things. They think that just by participating in the election, by yelling the loudest, that they've somehow magically done their part. And they haven't. That was the least they could do. I'd like it to invite everybody to think about that. Maybe as they find time to relax when other people cannot, when they find time to explore their feelings, when others cannot, when they find that they have time to rest comfortably, when others cannot. 
We have to get back out there. It's long overdue. And it's our fault. And we need to fix it. Hi, my name is Michael and my pronouns are he, him. Oh, 2020. The... (laughs) One of the... One of the biggest things that I've learned this year was... The depth of my own ignorance. And how much I thought I knew versus what I actually did know. Um... And I think there was a a collective uh, shift in consciousness that was that was happening regarding race, regarding gender identity, um, regarding c- capitalism, um, and these uh, intersecting intersecting belief systems that have really led us to where we are now. (laughs) Um, I've really reckoned with what role I wish to play in society. Um, Really coming into contact with the values that I hold and understanding the reality of how I need to show up in order to be true to those values. Um, It was a hard thing to recognize how limited my imagination was in uh, as much as I thought I went against the grain and as much as I thought like, yeah, I'm a rebel. You know, I fuck the status quo. I was way more invested in the status quo than I understood. And that was a that was an important awakening for me. That was an important shift um, in order to show up in a way that uh, felt true to myself. Um, and part of that process was letting go of what Letting go of the person that I thought I needed to be and being who I am and really interrogating that question of who, who, who am I? Who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? And recognizing that there is pain inauthenticity and there's pushback and opposition and people that are going to be committed to not understanding me and that hurts um and what i'm really understanding viscerally is that that hurt does not compare to the hurt of self-betrayal from conformity. This is Asta. I'm a trans female. I started transitioning about three years ago. 
And uh, today I, I was asked to speak about what I learned slash unlearned in 2020. Now, 2020, we all uh, got to experience um, the situation around COVID. And as such, uh, of course, you know, uh, we learned to look at relationships and friendships in a new way uh, as we can just go out and have fun entertaining ourselves with superficial things, sports, etc. But uh, it really accelerated my road to authenticity uh, even more so. And what I mean with authenticity is uh, as I lost my privilege as a white male and suddenly had to face discrimination in ways that I never even imagined, it also opened my view to other people and uh, especially to a more diverse set of friends. Uh, and as such, I had to connect on a way deeper level with them. And that required to learn to respect and even enjoy differences in experiences and how people were raised and uh, where they, they were from and the opinions that uh, we got to adopt in due to our circumstances and in particular to just uh, allow these opinions to exist uh, so we can start a dialogue rather than starting to say oh this is my experience and it's the only one that's valid it doesn't really allow for our connection so I think that was the most important part uh, accelerated a little bit by COVID that I continued to learn about uh, respecting and connecting with others in the last year. Thank you, everybody. Peace and much love to you. This is Jaquia May, um, singer-songwriter, um, vocalist, community worker. Um, peace and much love to everyone who is listening. I am just here to give you some knowledge, uh, some lessons that I learned this year. So we have one, which is a lesson that I learned. Lesson I definitely learned this year was that um, you think you know about love, self-love, you don't. It's okay to go all the way back to the source, to the root. So going back to your childhood of what you really thought love was and how was it shown to you. Um, you know, really asking yourself the question um, of the preconceived notions that we had of love and um, forgiving our parents for the love that they gave us or the things that we didn't receive um, when it came to us being children and when it came to getting to love that we really needed. And then also just really asking yourself the question of like, what does it look like for you to give that that radical self-love to yourself? And, um, you know, listening and reading very much different books, being able to find some different type of insight to get there. But give yourself grace. You know, don't speak against yourself. Don't act against yourself. If you're for yourself and um, compassion to forgive yourself and to love yourself even more. A lesson that I unlearned was that it's not always your fault. <laughs> um, you know, being able to ask yourself like, you know, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I'm not doing enough. And, you know, I would be that person because I would always think like there's something that I could do. But then it came out that 
I've done all I can, and it's okay to go step back and just chill because you can't do it all. You can't control everything. You are not in control of every single situation in this world. So don't even try to be, don't try to do that anymore. Just do what you can and go sit down. Um, And that has been a lesson that I didn't expect myself to find out, but I'm so glad that I did. Um, You know, because at the same time of all of this, when it comes to receiving um, that criticism from other people and giving that criticism, it's just like, you have to keep in mind that as much as you love and care for other people and you love them, but at the same time, you have to keep in mind that your word is the is the best word you're ever going to receive. Um, and that is also so, so very special. So we have to change the way we talk to ourselves. So, you know, I'm over here, mass transformation, mass like mass transformation. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> anyway, um, I'd like to thank you, Sister Renee, for giving me the opportunity to share. And um, I'd like to give thanks to all those who are listening to the podcast with the Sister Renee. My name is Jaquia May. Peace and many blessings to you. Happy New Year to all those that are listening. Peace and many blessings. Praying for our world. Praying for our people. I mean, I say peace. Peace. Hi, my name is Stefan Smith. I am a violist and composer in Los Angeles, California, originally from Joliet, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. I moved here in pursuit of a dream of mine that I've had since the age of probably 10 or 11 of becoming a film composer. And I have been blessed to work within the ranks of some of the top film composers and performing artists that we hear played on radio, on uh, film, as well as TV. Um, One thing I can say is that this year of 2020 has been a whirlwind for the scene here in Los Angeles, but also for the entire world, and for me specifically. I think from ranging from the experience of the Black Lives Matter movement to the election and also the ever lurking uh, presence of the coronavirus. It has forced many of us to stay within our doors and really self-reflect, which I can say has been very revealing for me. I've been able to figure out exactly the things that have been holding me back in which I probably wouldn't have had a chance to do so if I had my busy schedule as before. So as much pain as as much death and and sorrow there has been in this year, there has been a tremendous amount of growth for me as an artist and a performer and a human. And I encourage everyone to look inward and think outside of the box to see if there are avenues that you could thrive in that you may not necessarily think would be your forte. No pun intended. But, um, you know, overall, I just think this year has been very eye-opening to me as we continue to deal with the virus. And right now in L.A., we have a stay-at-home order that's going back into effect that will essentially probably close down Hollywood once again, which has been a huge blow to the industry here in Los Angeles and to musicians all over, as you can hear the sirens in the background. Uh, things are crazy and I just challenge everyone 
to really focus within yourself, improve yourself, find new skills that you may not necessarily think is something that you're interested in. Learn a new language, write a screenplay, write a novel, do something outside of the box because not only does it pass time, but it also broadens your horizons. It gives you new skills to use in in an ever-changing world where we really don't know what the future may hold. So as we move into a new year, I ask that everyone try to keep your head up, focus on you and bettering yourself and, you know, wear a mask, keep everyone safe. And I hope to see you guys all through the next year and years to come. Thanks for your time. Hi, my name is Nicole. I'm 40 years old and I'm here to discuss what I've learned or unlearned in 2020. 2020 has been a crazy year for all of us and has changed us not just as a community or even a nation, but the whole world. I've been ruminating on the thought of what I learned or unlearned. And there are so many things regarding family and friends, connection, even growth within myself from therapy, and an online course I took about happiness through Yale. But I keep circling back around to this one issue for me this year, which is race. I noticed race issues before, but I'm a white middle-class woman straight, married kids. I have people of color as friends, but I never imagined their life experiences as vastly different from my own. I've been so busy raising my children, working, treading water, but this spring the world stopped and I could see more than just my endless to-do lists. Things came into focus and some truths I never realized became glaringly obvious. It started for me this year with the bird watching incident in Central Park. As I read up on it, and became outraged by the privilege this white woman had shown, the power she had by just being white, that his color and her color could determine his fate almost instantly in her entitled opinion. Then it was like a snowball effect, getting worse and worse in the news. A guy shot while jogging, Ahmed Aubrey, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and the list kept going and things kept getting out of control. People were being murdered in broad daylight. I learned this year that as loving and kind as I am, as supportive and wonderful as a human being I may try to be, that there's some general racism that had been ingrained in me. I'm privileged. This doesn't mean living a life of privilege, but the color of my skin affords me a protective shield that people of color never experience. My eyes were open to the shock and horror of the world around me. I reached out because I didn't know how to start, and I was led to a path. I never understood the injustice, the canyon deep worth of difference between my life and a person of color, the privilege I experience daily. I never even imagined the talks that parents of color have to give their kids in regards to behaviors around police. I was shocked by the whitewashing of the murders of people of color by police officers, bringing up any and everything in their past to justify what occurred when it was just plain murder. I learned how many people I once respected and loved harbor hate in their hearts. The disgust in my belly over things I was taught that I accepted without question for years. It's unacceptable, I'm 40. So I started reading, learning, growing, watching TV shows and movies with people of color as the central characters. I learned the importance of representation for children to see themselves in movies and TV, something that I never even considered before because everything was already predispositioned to represent me since my life began. 
I learned that my kids with small social media presences, they're allies and advocating for what's right. Even while I'm just learning, they're being the change when it took me a long time to even realize so much change needed to occur. I'm taking books out from the library. I'm writing letters to battle injustice. I'm not ducking my head or taking the easy road when I hear racism spoken or that blue lives matter or all lives matter. I'm explaining why black lives matter. I'm unlearning preconceived notions and I'm fighting for change. I hope to go from being an ally to an advocate. This year, I learned to be a better human. I learned where I was lacking and I'm sorry it took me so long that it took the world to stop for me to slow down enough to see what was happening other than what was right in front of me. I'm going to be honest. I'm nervous about putting myself and all this out there, but fundamentally my view of the world changed this year and I'm hoping to be a better human, period. Hello, my name is Joseph Vernon Smith and I'm a photographer. Throughout this year of 2020, I've learned that life's too short to always worry about what you can control, what you can't control. So what I've been doing in my time is exercising, creating art, getting things done. What I learned is that you can't take life for granted. I unlearned to be stubborn, to be, to be impatient and just go with the flow of how things happen because you never know what's happening in this day and age with COVID-19 and we're still in uncharted territory. So the fact of the matter is we have to work together and sometimes it means biting the bullet and sacrificing what you want to do in order to keep others safe. I know this year has been tough, but the fact of the matter is we have to work together and get past our differences. And I also learned this year that the fight against racial injustice is ever going and we have to get past our ignorance and stuff and help people realize that we're all in this together. There can't be no division. There can't be no second guessing. We have to do the right thing, even if it means losing friends or making waves. It's not easy being a black man on the autism spectrum. I also learned this summer that I wrote an article that describes the struggles of me being a black man on the autism spectrum. And I got a lot of good things about it. And I hope to do more articles about the subject in the near future. That is all. Hey y'all, it's your queen, Chicka Kane here from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 11, and I am so excited to be a part of this podcast and to share with you what I've learned and unlearned in 2020. It's no surprise that 2020 has come with lessons, and if you're a living, breathing being, you've learned at least something this year. For me, I had to go through the muck to emerge from the other side ready to fulfill my destiny. You know, being stuck at home, away from friends, family, my career, being lost in the depths of my psyche, I had to learn to push away all of the noise and to focus on what matters most in my life. My basic human needs, love, those closest to me, 
being joyful, being happy. I've learned to reevaluate my reason for doing things and to the best of my ability to focus and only do the things that bring me joy and add value to my life. You know, it's really easy to compare ourselves to others and compare ourselves to what society thinks that we should be doing. And we forget that we are the writers and creators of our own life, our own existence, our own destiny. I've learned to bring back affirmations. I've learned to bring back manifestations and the laws of attraction in my life. 2020 has really put me in this dark depression um, and these feelings of never being able to accomplish the things that I want most in my life. And bringing back these manifestations and affirmations has helped to retrain that toxic thinking of I can't to I can, I will, and I have. From the moment I wake up, I envision what it's like to live the life that I want. What does that feel like? And I try to carry those feelings as much as I can throughout the day and revisit those feelings. And it really has brought me out of these depths of despair. Learning to cut out the noise and focus on what brings you joy really has changed my life. And I'm so glad because, you know, 2020, she was trying to come for me, but I'm sorry, queen. I am too powerful. I am too loving. I am too joyful to let this year dim my shine. Weren't those amazing? Lots to think about and unpack. I know I certainly have many lessons and unlessons from 2020. This year was pretty hard on me. I made new discoveries about my mental health that affect every part of my life. Maybe someday I'll share more with you about that, but the most important thing I can share now is that... I'm unlearning what is my responsibility when it comes to my traumas. Traumas have this way of informing your life and guiding your life that I didn't really understand. And I've discovered those traumas weren't my fault. You know, and that's a scary thing to admit for someone who's very high in responsibility and wants to be a leader and wants to do good and do right by everybody. But understanding that some things weren't my fault was scary, but very liberating and very necessary. When I think about the unjust deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and countless other Black Americans, I had a fear reignited in me. And I hate it. I mean, I literally check my apartment door locks like anywhere from three to seven times a night just to make sure I'm not confused with someone else if the police were ever to come here for someone. That sucks. It just really, really sucks. And I realize that, you know, for hundreds of years, Black people have been asking white people to look at this thing and look at racism and look at us and see us and believe us and understand us. And now that some white people suddenly are, I have this opportunity to take a step back 
and look at all the other things that I missed about race and sex and class. There's like 18 billion things that are affecting my life on an everyday basis that I can't control. And man, that's daunting and frustrating and just plain overwhelming. And I don't know how to change any of it. I just know it's not totally my responsibility to fix it. But waiting for that change is super hard because there's an immediate need for things to be different. I learned that I could survive a breakup with someone that I love dearly when my needs weren't being met. I'm learning to honor my need for peace and see it as sacred. So unfortunately, I had to remove a few people from my life that threatened my peace. And again, I'm not responsible for their behavior. Or helping them learn the lessons that they would need to be in my life. But I've too often put the comfort of others over my own peace and needs. And I've really done a lot of work to stop doing that. I learned the power of my own resilience. But I also learned the cost of it. Too often I've been put in positions in my life where I had to be resilient in order to not be destroyed. Again, not my fault, but it's just too heavy a burden to always be in a place where I doubt myself or I ignore my own talent and skills. I've never felt like I'm enough, so I'm unlearning that, and that will be an ongoing process. I am learning to sit with my greatness and more fully acknowledge what I've accomplished and what I've brought to the world. And if I do say so myself, I am amazing and brilliant and capable and a force of nature. And I know that while I can say that today, tomorrow, I might have to learn that lesson again. I have discovered that my natural hair texture is gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. I've got these coils and curls that I didn't even know were there. I can't remember the last time I had natural hair. And I love it. I'm learning to love it more and more every day and figure out what to do with it. I've also learned that it's incredibly expensive to have natural hair. Just so you know, FYI, get ready for your, what I call the product graveyard when you go natural, but it's totally worth it. Totally enjoying that journey. My mother and I are doing it together. It's super fun. I'm actually relearning what are called executive functions like cooking and cleaning and even driving, which I know sounds really, really simple. But during quarantine, some of these things have been incredibly hard for me. I've discovered I can make profound friendships with people that I've never met in person or from friends from long ago. These people have shown up for me and my pain and have given me encouragement over social media and text message and phone calls and Zoom calls. And it's meant the world. Finally, I've learned that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the best cereal, period, the end. Don't at me on this. It's the best. It's the best. There are so many other lessons that I've learned this year, too many to count, and many lessons that I continue to unlearn as I look at my own biases or my own boundary needs. And I'm feeling pretty dedicated to learning those things in the future. We've got a lot of work to do, world. 
Before we close out, I'd like to thank our special guests, James T. Lane, Elizabeth Wilser, Michael D. Bartolo, Asta Kill, Jaquea May, accompanied by Idasha Tariq's music, Stefan Smith, Nicole Smith, Joseph Smith, no relation. However, Joseph Smith is related to me. He's my brother. He's fantastic. And my bestie, Miss Sugar Kane of RuPaul Drag Races Season 11. I'm so grateful to you all for coming to the table with your great lessons and unlessons. So dear listeners, as we close out this difficult year, understanding that our difficulties will not suddenly be over January 1st, 2021. What have you learned? What have you unlearned? What will you do differently moving forward? What will you return to? I'm sure there's a lot to think about a lot to move through and with. I encourage you to carve out some time, maybe write down the lessons and unlessons and keep them near so we never forget all that we did this year because we moved mountains. And next year, we change orbits. Until next time, family, keep talking about it.